दिस इज साईफाय टॉक द पॉडकास्ट ऑन हाउ सायन्स फिक्शन होरर फॅन्टसी अँड कॉमिक्स हेल्प अस एक्सप्लोर आर ह्युमॅनिटी हाय आय एम डेव्हिड वनिंग आय एम द डिरेक्टर ऑफ ब्लड टाइज अँड समथिंग बिनीथ अँड मेनी एपिसोड्स ऑफ एंड्रोमेडा अँड यू आर लिसनिंग टू साईफाय टॉक हाय वेलकम टू साईफाय टॉक अँड पार्ट 3 ऑफ माय लुक एट द वॉकिंग डेड फ्रॉम न्यूयॉर्क कॉमिक कॉन राउंड टेबल्स दिस सेशन हॅज रॉबर्ट कर्कमन अँड माइकल रुकर So look who's back this season. Hey, right yeah. on, brother. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. I'm a yeah, happy camper, though. It's fun. Good. Fun. I, I went into the, the whole series thinking maybe one or two episodes, but, you know, just coming on, do my thing, and, 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 and uh, go home. I, I mean, as, as a matter of fact, I, I, was on, I was packing my bags to go home, and the, um, uh, Tom said, where are you going, man? You're in, the, you're, in, you're in the next episode. I said, hey, dude, I know I'm in the next episode. It's my hand, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know that. I'm going to stop joking with me. You know, so, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know. I didn't even know. Before they wrote the, the model, I had no idea that I was going to have anything to say at all in that episode. So, yeah, so it's just sort of surprise. And as it is, it's just that's the way it is. In this show, you just sort of... You know, you're surprised, and if you're a fan, which I am, it's really cool. You know, you don't, because you don't know what's going to happen, and you're just being informed as you go along. It's cool. Very cool. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Robert, how much do you, uh, do you know the dailings going on of the show? I mean, you're busy with your graphic novels and all that, too. Yeah, I mean, I do all that stuff, too, but I mean, I, I'm working on the show every day. I mean, I go into the writer's room, I'm on conference calls, I got to deal with these guys doing crazy stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm working, you know, hand-in-hand with Glue Mazzara and, you know, uh, uh, Gail Ann Hurd and David Alpert, all the executive producers on the show. Um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a day-to-day thing. And how do you feel about, it seems like this year, there, and it really a little bit of last year towards the end, they kind of made a turn towards your, your series as far as the graphic novel mm-hmm. series. How does that how does You know, that we move in and out. I mean, you know, sometimes we stay very on point and, and, you know, adapt things fairly directly. And then every now and then there's a little tangent and we go off and do stuff that, you know, has never appeared in the comic. And, you know, then we come back to it. And I like that, uh, I like that, you know, fans of the comic book series never really know what we're doing. You know, they can be watching an episode and be watching the events unfold. And then when the events are over, be like, oh, yeah, 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 that was from the comic. You know, the way we arrived at it, you know, changed things to where we didn't really expect that to be happening. And then other times we, we like to play with expectations on the other way where it's like, oh, this is going to be that one thing from the comic. And then, oh, something completely different happens. And, you know, being able to do that and play with that section of the audience that is, you know, the diehard fan that is familiar with the comic is, is a lot of fun. Now, how do you feel when uh, the baby that you write gets changed? Uh, you know, I got two babies. You know, I have the comic book, which I have complete control over, and I can do whatever I want. And, you know, I wake up in the morning and go, no, I'm going to do this instead. And then I do that, and that's a lot of fun. And then I have the television show where I work with an infinite number of extremely talented people, and you have to be able to share, and you have to be able to listen. And, you know, to go into that writer's room with Glenn Mazzara and Evan Riley and Scott Gimple and Nicole Beattie and Angela Kang and Song Q Kim and all the other writers, uh, you know, that work on the show um, and say, no, 
no, no, no, no. Something I wrote when I was 24 that I've forgotten is better than what you guys are coming up with in the room. Uh, I, think, I think that would be completely insane. So I love, you know, working with those guys and crafting this television show together. You know, I, I, I love that it's a, you know, it's a group effort and everyone has their own ideas and their own things that they put into the mix. And that's how you get awesome characters like Michonne. I'm sorry, she's from the comic. Uh, Merle, uh, uh, Daryl Dixon, and new elements that are thrown in that only exist in the show. Is there a point where you think the show will surpass the comic? I don't think that'll ever happen just because the comic still comes out monthly and, you know, we're, we're you know, laying track far ahead of the show and I don't think the show will ever necessarily catch up. I mean, we could jump around and do later stories and then come back and do other things if we change the events in the timeline, but, uh, you know, I, I don't plan on ending the comic book anytime soon and I actually kind of like the idea of the show running its course after its 10 or 20 seasons or however it goes uh, and, and, and still be doing the comic because it is, you know, something I love doing and so, uh, you know, I, I like the idea of, you know, one day the comic be selling, you know, five copies and the show's been off the air for 10 years and people are like, what are you still doing? And I'll be like, I got nothing else to do. It'll be a lot of fun. Is there a plan to maybe bring in some more comic writers and write some episodes? We, we've actually talked about that. Um, there might be a little bit of that on season four. We'll, we'll have to see. There are uh, there are some comic writers out there that you know Glenn Mazzara and I are both big fans of that you know it might be neat to uh, play around with some you know freelance episodes and stuff like that, uh, but it's really just a matter of timing. But you know I I mean throw my two cents into that mix is that the the, the mediums are totally different mm -hmm. really, well, although visually they're very very much the same, but the writing styles are real different. So that'd be interesting to see. That'd be interesting to see happen and and and. and and to work with it that, in that way but it, it's because it, yeah, it's kind of cool but they are different mediums like you know maybe you're doing a novel and you want to change it to it you got to really you got to really adjust hi keep listening to the dead sessions we have more so stick around let's get back to the dead sessions and the undead back at the walking dead season three roundtables from new york comic-con so how does merle joining the group change the dynamic <laughs> Merle is a dynamic. <laughs> Wherever Merle goes, it changes. So I, uh, it changes. Uh, I don't want to tell you how it changes, or you know, I don't even want to hint at that kind of stuff. But I, I, I think, yeah, it's safe to say that things change. It should be natural. Things do change all the time. But when, with Merle around, I think cha changes is definitely inevitable but you know we'll see what happens <laughs> did I answer your question no good <laughs> interesting talk about a possible walking dead movie uh, yeah look i mean uh, i certainly can't speak to there being a walking dead movie or you know a separate series or anything like that i mean that's certainly something that i would be open to because i have young children who will hopefully someday go to college and by the time they're old enough to go to college college is going to be like 100 times more expensive than it is now uh so so i, I i'm cool with that kind of stuff but um you know i think right now we're just focusing on the show i mean there are other cool stories out there like the rise of the governor and different things like that that might you know lend itself to things like that but there aren't any plans to do that right now. Now, how much of the season is planned out? Is it all planned out as far as where you're starting? Oh, uh, you know, Glenn Mazzara is actually back in L.A. hard at work, uh, you know, working with uh, the other writers on the uh, last couple episodes. And, you know, we're going to be uh, wrapping up, uh, you know, before Thanksgiving, but we're still very much in production and, and filming and stuff right now. 
I guess not yet. Are you surprised that Merle is such a cult figure? I'm surprised every day at, at a lot of things, mm-hmm. and that being one for sure. You know, Merle, I, I mean, I, I've done, I, as you know, my career is, you know, extensive. I've done a lot of stuff, a lot of different things, and, and, and I like that. I enjoy, I enjoy that. And, um, but this, this has been something totally different and unusual and creatively exciting for me, you know. I usually, you know, you get a, a through line in a film, you just go beginning, you, just, you do your character and you're out of that, bing, bing. You don't have to, you don't have to see these people ever again, you know, you do your film and you're you gone, you go home. But this is a whole different story and it is very cool to, to come in every week and, and, and get to work with the different writers, but on the same show with the same characters, I'm, I'm digging it, I'm digging it, I'm, I like it an awful lot, yeah. Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. And how did you prepare to play Merle again? There's no preparation needed. It's, 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 no, it's, yeah, it's still Merle. He's but, all awesome all the time. <laughs> <laughs> More Merle all the time. Not a problem, man. Merle is a, sort of a, a very, very cool alter ego slash creative stuff that goes on uh, for any actor would would love to play this role so I, I'm completely um, uh, blown away by having the opportunity to to bring bring Merle to life and, and to keep Merle current and exciting and and and, and ever-changing and never knowing what's going to happen next is kind of really cool can say uh, I can I can honestly say that uh, you know that's not just uh, you know him making stuff up. He really doesn't need to prepare for this role. Uh, Rooker has more anecdotes involving drop kicks than anyone I've ever met. So. You know, you've played some nasty characters during the course of your career. Is it easier to get into the headspace as someone as awful as Merle? Uh, he just called Merle awful. Hold on, <laughs> dude. Okay. You know what? He's um, a very complex character. Uh, I, I, what makes you think Merle is awful? Tell me, tell me. I'll give you an example of why. Because I beat T Dog up in the beginning. I called him a bad name. Big deal. You know what? It's the post apocalyptic era. Being politically correct doesn't exist anymore. And another, another little news break for you. It could have been anybody coming up on top of that rooftop telling Merle to shut up, and he would have been in their face right away. And another thing, Merle did not throw the first punch. I didn't start the fight. (laughs) (laughs) And as a matter of fact, it was a fair fight. And and then three or four other people jump in, it became even more fair. You know? (laughs) All oh, right, on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> it's best not to answer. Yeah, really, exactly. I think, I think for Merle, if anything, uh, as an actor, that's got to be a little liberating to kind of not have the restraints that you know we all have to to exist. In I, I think a lot of people are living. Uh, that, that's I think maybe vicariously, people really dig. I mean, they're digging Merle because you know Merle can do what you know maybe other characters can't do or say and they and it's a very interesting deal going on 
and and you know, needless to say, we we are doing we are in a medium that we can't really do and say everything we want to do and say. Okay, but we're able to do a little bit more with a character like Merle. You know. You guys pushing them down mountain. <laughs> a, a, wee, a wee bit of pushing, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. And for Robert, what about the Thief of Thieves television show? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's being developed as a pilot right now. Uh, Chick Egley is hard at work on the script, and uh, we should have some word on that uh, soon. I mean, it's definitely in process. I'm very optimistic that, uh, you know, it, it, it could happen. Is there any casting being done on the pilot so far? I don't know. I'd probably get Rooker in there somewhere. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. <laughs> Right on. What's it feel like to reach uh, a milestone of the hundredth issue? I mean, that's got some credit. It's a big deal. I mean, I, uh, I I like to say that you know, my life has exceeded absolutely all expectations. All I ever wanted to do was do a uh, a long running comic book series that I could support myself with and do whatever I wanted with and just keep telling stories month in and month out. And you know, I have Walking Dead. It hit issue one hundred. I've got Invincible. It's hitting it's hitting issue one hundred in January. And then I've got this stupid TV show thing that happened which is just like beyond any expectations I could have ever had so uh, I feel like I'm incredibly fortunate and it's just overwhelming to think like you know the the books are doing well I'm able to you know sit down and go what will Walking Dead 200 be like what story can I do there and as a writer you know knowing that I have that road ahead of me and knowing that I can you know plan out that far and craft a story in a way that I can build payoffs that won't occur for years and and know that you know the audience is supporting me to the point where you know Charlie Adlard the artist in the book and I can really you know roll our sleeves up and just you know work towards making that entire run just as as cool and you know all-encompassing as possible I mean it's just you know it's I feel incredibly fortunate you know you, you just said something too that that I've been really digging a lot and it's, it's the whole payoff idea in a film you have to have your payoffs mm-hmm. you know in the film it's one shot deal in this situation for an actor payoff can be like you know you it's so cool to not have to do the payoff right away and let it come in and in space and time later when you don't even expect it and all of a sudden you're reading the new episode and you're going like hey that that's the payoff from way back yonder you know oh this is so cool no i love it i love it love it Merle's disappearance has certainly been the subject of fan chatter. Have you had a chance to uh, keep up with that? Was it awesome or what? Oh my God, dude. The fans are just unbelievable. Love the fans. They they are loving Merle. And they you have Mo Merle Mondays and <laughs> Mo Merle Weekends and Merle Tobia like in October. You know, I mean, everything is like everything is Merle and Duro. You know, Merle the Dixon Dolls and the Dixon Dixons and the Rooker Holics and the Merle Merle's Girls and and these are all fan groups that have developed and, and they're like sometimes they go at each other and you sort of have to go and you go, girls please. Guys, there's enough Merle for all of you. There's enough, as you know, Merle is for everyone. (laughs) Take it easy. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Thank you. What do you mean, man? Maybe I'm going to straighten stuff up.
Don't forget The Walking Dead airs on AMC on Sunday nights, and Talking Dead follows that as well. Till next time, this is Tony Tolado.